This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Love the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through the fan in Dallas, joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105 through the fan of Dallas. You can also see the uh, stylish flag in the background there of his image. If you're watching us on YouTube, that's the G-Bag Nation right there. He is also just above that G-Bag Nation flag. You see the Dallas Cowboys. He is the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And we have, Brian, the game of the year. Is it the game of the year coming up? I don't know. Or was San Francisco? San Francisco really was. San Francisco, man, so much was put into that San Francisco game for Dallas to go play as poorly as they did or as well as San Francisco did. But, yeah. uh, no, I mean, yeah, th- there's a lot on the line. When you when the calendar flips to December, you learn who your team is after Thanksgiving. You have an idea of what you need to do. Mike McCarthy's goal is to try and find a way to get to 11 wins. He needs this one for 10 and then get to 11, and then, then you start to figure out where you are in playoff positioning at that point. Uh, the fact that you have some clinch situations involved, I think, make it a big game, but – I think that this month of December, I think every time that we do one of these shows, it's going to be a big game. It's going to yeah. be talking about it's a big game. They have to beat Buffalo. It's a big game at Miami. Man, I'll tell you what, you know, playoff positioning against Detroit, you got to find a way. I, I think this month of December is going to be uh, really big for, you know, not only for the Cowboys, but uh, for really for the whole National Football League. I, yeah. I think this is a great time of the year uh, as we make this push towards. Uh, you know, with the college football season over, it now becomes the center focus of really everybody's attention when it comes to football. So uh, excited to be a part of it, though. I, I do. I love this time of year. I loved it when I worked in the personnel department. I thought that, the season. Know, I thought you hated the season. I thought the season stressed you out too much. The season stresses you out. I always said this, Bobby. This would be a great job if you didn't have to play the games. Yeah. But if you're in the mix of it, now there's been some times those those. You know the Dave Campo years when we were five and eleven every year. I was so ready for it to be over. I've started looking at college players now. I'm like ten players deep into that. I've kind of almost got one. the database ready, Brian. There we go. I checked today. I, we've got we've got a lot of Alabama. We've got a lot of Oregon. There we I've go. got That's a lot of tape need. in there. I just there, I there's a update. lot. Of, there's a lot of good games to be watched, but. No, it's, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about getting the draft stuff going because I know that's a big part of what we do. But I'm excited right now because Dallas and Philadelphia are going to they're going to uh, try and kick this thing into gear and see if one of these guys uh, could be the the you know maybe the second or third seed, maybe the first seed, or are they going to be the fifth seed? That's kind of what you're you're kind of playing for here for the next month, really. I know uh, years ago, Scott McLuhan, a guy that uh, you, you are very familiar with, yep. Scott had said that when he's evaluating a player mm-hmm. coming out, that he would, he'd say minimum three games. He said, you need to watch minimum three games yeah. to get an idea of the player. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I try to apply that rule 
whenever we're watching these teams. When, when, when Scott McLuhan said that about evaluating players, I was like, well, let me do that when I'm evaluating all yeah. the players and I'm evaluating them as a team. So I generally try and go back and watch what are the last three games that they've played. I cheated a little bit this time, Brian, because I watched the last three games they played. And then I and went for Dallas. the refresher course on the yeah. Dallas game. Yeah. And that's so what, that's what which do. games did you choose? Because we'll dive in here. This whole episode outside of the mailbag, this whole episode is going to be Philly preview here. But uh, which games did you watch? Oh, San Francisco, Buffalo, Dallas. Those are the three you I watched. You skipped Kansas City. I skipped Kansas City. Yeah, I did. I skipped Kansas City because I wanted to do the last two, and then I wanted to make sure I knew what Dallas, what, what, how they tried to attack Dallas. Because I think I have some ideas what they might do differently. So, you know, we were talking about, I, I felt like Philadelphia had some vulnerability in week nine when Dallas rolled in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In what you saw, the, like, because I, I still to this day, like, like, I know there was some debate about this. I think Dallas outplayed Philadelphia in week nine. I think they were better overall. They were just, Dallas could not get off the field in two big drives in that game. Yeah. And they lost on really small details. But overall, the macro of the game, I thought they were better uh, that day. And, and they were in a position to win it at the very end. And even with that vulnerability and even Dallas playing better, I feel like these last three games that the Eagles have played, they've had three games and a bye. What you've seen is a team that's even more vulnerable and more sloppy than the one Dallas played at the link, uh, you know, at the beginning of November. I think there's some things defensively that they clearly have issues with. Um, I think they're, they have to be nervous about matching up their secondary against this Cowboy wide receiver crew, especially now with the emergence of of Cooks. Ferguson is playing at such a high level. It looks like to me that Pollard has found himself uh, with the the ability to run the football. Dak Prescott playing at an MVP-like level right now. Your play caller's in his bag, uh, you know, uh, when it comes to dialing some of these things up. Which There's shout out to lot. Mike McCarthy. He, shout he, out uh, to Mike McCarthy. Since Absolutely. we last recorded, he had the uh, he had the, uh, the I assume it was an appendectomy. Yeah, appendectomy. He had the yeah. acute he had the acute appendicitis. Yeah. It's not fun at all. No. Coach still plans to be out there. I, I personally, if I was him, I'd go sit up in the booth for this one. Just get the get the rest. I don't know that I need to be standing for three hours, but he sounds like he's going to tough it out and he's oh, going to yeah. be out there. Uh, so so Mike McCarthy, Blake, oh, you just you mentioned that sparked the the reminder to me. Oh, yes, we, yeah. should, we should probably mention well, no, that right out of the Give Mike credit because I felt like after the there, you know, when you're doing June radio like we do and you start, let's do big picture talk, you know, and I said, yeah. OK, by the time the buy rolls around, Brian Schottenheimer will be calling plays. I will say this almost. I it was don't almost think I'm wrong. And I'll tell you why. And and folks, don't don't go after me for this one. But I, I'm I think there's I think Brian Schottenheimer and others stepped in and said, Mike, we need to think about this. I think you know, players stepped when, when in. They, they, Mike always likes to talk about this this across the room thing that they do. Yep. And I guarantee you, Dan Quinn, maybe Joe Witt, maybe some of those guys said, "Guy, you guys are pretty easy to defend. If all you're going to do is run slants, you know." Mm-hmm. If that's going to be your offense, you're pretty easy to defend. So I, I, it might not be Brian Schottenheimer calling plays, but I guarantee you there was some conversations with Brian Schottenheimer, with Linda Wells, uh, you know, with Robert Prince, Robert Prince. I, I'm sure that all these guys stood up at the grease board and said, you know, all right, write something down. You think that we're not very good at, and they started writing, and they. They took their, they took their, you know, they took their left side and their right side, and they said, 
wow, we need to do something completely different because Dak Prescott, before all this changes, air yards, he was near the bottom of the league when yeah. it came to downfield throws. It was him and, and Anthony changed. Richardson, basically. Anthony Richardson with bo- both at the very bottom, the rookie, mm-hmm. you know, that one day will be super talented, I'm sure. But that's not good for an eight-year guy to be at the bottom of that list. You know, it's just not. Not unless yeah. you're one of those – those quarterbacks that are washed up like the Joe Flacco guys that are playing right now or somebody like that. Yep. But, you know, it's it was Mike McCarthy, I will give him credit. There's a lot of things that I do not like about Mike McCarthy. But the one thing I do appreciate is he keeps his team healthy and he's willing to listen. And I think I think that not having all the answers sometimes for a coach is a good thing. Because it forces you to listen to others and and say, you know what? You're right. We need better combinations on the outside. We need to get our slot more involved. We need to move our tight end around. We need more pre-snap motion. We need more at-the-ball snap motion. You know, we need to create a screen package. We need to, you know, all these things. There were things, Bobby, though, that we saw in training camp that kind of gave us hope that they were going to be like that. And then the season started, and it was like, let's not make Dak turn the ball over. That's yeah. what I think it became. It became. And you know, and it was the heavy thumb of, let's not turn the ball over. And then all of a sudden, because there's throws that Dak Prescott have, has, have made here recently that have been turnover throws in the past. Turnover yeah, throws. Yeah, he's, he's just buzzing back. it by the ear of guys, yeah. Throwing it, throwing it past the guy in the slot, in the, in the, in the hole – uh, reading the right thing, running the ball himself. They made a decision. They made a decision among – and Mike McCarthy, tip of the cap to you. I've called you lazy. I've called you a lot of things. I've called you a lot of things that weren't very nice. But I will say some nice things about you now, you know, because I believe in being fair. But he figured something out, and the staff figured something out – and whatever it was after that San Francisco game has made this team a lot different, a lot different offensively. Yeah, and, and let's take a look at the Eagles side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball first here. Then we'll take a look at what Jalen Hurts and the offense are doing right now. But this Eagles defense is not very good. We can get into specifics here in just a second. Here's just some of the macro things that I took away watching uh, the Eagles on defense the last couple weeks. Uh, and this has been a big talking point, I know, from Seth Jordan and others. They're not tackling very well right now. Nope. They, they seem very contact averse. It's, it's not even necessarily missing. It's that the, it's, it's a lot of business decisions at times. It's, they don't want to, they don't want to play physical in the secondary. Uh, they show blitz a lot, but they often bail. And it's just four right. guys. Typically those four guys up front are really good. The, the defensive line for the Eagles yeah. is really good. They like to get their hands up. They're going to get their hands up in the passing lane and they're going to try to disrupt things for Dak right there. So they'll get their hands up. They'll probably have a batted ball or two still a very talented group there. They are one of the worst defenses in the NFL in the red zone. They are the worst defense in the NFL on third down. They give up massive. I I know the big uh, talking point uh, this week, Brian, was the yards after catch against San Francisco, which there was a ton. Uh, But you know what you see on tape is you see a defense that gives up big chunk plays down the field. The, 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 The headline against San Francisco was the yards after catch. For the majority of the season, it's been they have been getting beat deep consistently these corners have not been good Bradley Roby in the slot has not been good since coming back um you know you've got Bradbury and Slay Slay is not the same player that we've seen in recent years 
So this right now to me, Brian, is a a secondary that is incredibly vulnerable. Um, it's a a linebacker group that's obviously not playing very well. They went out and had to get Shaq Leonard. And Brian, I don't know about you. When I was watching this, specifically, it stood out in the San Francisco game. And I don't know if he was banged up or what, um, but I saw it a little, bit against, a little bit against Buffalo too. I think Nicholas Morrow may be the slowest linebacker in the NFL. Uh, he, he does is, he, not move well. He is clearly a problem, Bobby. And there's a couple of different platforms I've been on. I was on the Cowboys break on, you know, and people were talking about that. And, uh, you know, and I, I, I mentioned when, you know, when you watch the San Francisco game, and, and, you know, it's he's having to play because of, of injury right now. But Nicholas Morrow and Christian Elias were, and, you know, Elias was the, he was a starter. I mean, he, he actually played better than Morrow, and they cut him to get room for Leonard to come on. And yeah. I'm like, man, they cut the wrong guy. Because Morrow, he, I thought he played worse, but the coaches trust Morrow more. So, you know, that's, you know, the, he the, just, Eagles, the, the thing with Morrow is he just can't move. He can't, and, and he gets and you, fooled. And you see, and, and you see people get behind him and you yeah. see people and they mess with him. His reads, it's almost like he's, it's almost like he's playing in a revolving door that he can't get out. He just keeps getting knocked into the door, you know, that kind of thing. But he's got a little bit of that always looks like he's running in mud. Like exactly. that's just the way that's the yeah. way that he moves. And you know what's interesting is that's one of the things that you you heard coming out of the Cowboys a little bit. They wanted Shaq Leonard, mm -hmm. but one of the things they were eyes wide open about with Shaq Leonard was they said he doesn't move like he used to. Like sure. like like he's a little tighter. Uh it's 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 not he's not going to have the same sort of movement skills. And that's something that you know it <laughs> That could be a rough pairing if you've got Shaq Leonard and Nicholas Morrow on the field at a given point well, during this game. If if Shaq Leonard's able to go and, and be yeah, active, but their hope, their hope, and I didn't see an injury report today. I just came off my show, uh, but the hope was that Zach Cunningham. I don't know what his status was today, but the, there was hope in the Philadelphia camp that maybe Zach Cunningham would be able to play. Zach so, Cunningham has been limited both days of practice with okay, the hamstring. Well, th there you go. You know, we'll see. So it, it might very well be Morrow and Leonard playing this game. And I, I like I say, uh, Elias, I, I kind of, you know, I was kind of like, man, this, this kid for making his first start was not a poor player. And Morrow, on the other hand, I, I thought was a real liability. But they, they cut one, kept the other. And, and it, it but, you know, the, the linebacker, they'll tell you, though, the linebacker part hasn't really been, <laughs> they don't think it's been the problem. But, man, you mentioned the secondary, the nickel. I mean, they have just not been able to get anything done at their nickel slot player. Yeah. You know, and Darius Slay, will he'll play side to side. You know, Bradbury will play left, right. They all play, you know. Well, well I'll be really interested to see if the Cowboys, in fact, just go ahead and try and put CeeDee Lamb in the slot as much as they can and say, okay, you don't have anybody that can cover him. Or will yeah. Darius Slay walk in there? I don't think Darius Slay will walk in there. But you know when you look at when you look at you know they, they've the, they've the not they have they, not they have not he, been able to replace Avante Maddox no, in the slot. You know, That's he, killed he, them this year. He, you know Maddox, Roby, you mentioned. You know they've been banged up during the year. Eli Ricks has tried to fill in. You know and and boy he struggles. You know I mean there's these quarterbacks have like a tremendous quarterback rating if you believe in those things throwing the ball in these guys' direction. You know, and I'll tell you another one. They really do like this Reed Blankenship. 
you know, he's got he's got a couple of interceptions. He's, he's tough. Given a, he's given five touchdowns up, though, too. Yeah, he has. He's, he's wonder, tough, though. You, that, that's yeah. a guy who will hit in that secondary, though. He He'll will actually, hit. He will. He will hit, but the, the cover aspect, you wonder yeah. why, you know, okay, why, why are they struggling? Well, they haven't been great at linebacker, and they haven't been great at, in the safety spot. Now, uh, I'll say this. Kevin Byard is he's still a good player. Yeah. But if you find a way to get, like, Jake Ferguson on Reed Blankenship, I'm taking that all damn day. I, there, there's two there's two matchups that if I'm Brian Schottenheimer, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, your job this week is to find as many matchups in the passing Bingo. game as you can on Bingo. Nicholas Morrow and Reed yeah. Blankenship. Yeah. If you get I, those two matchups, you're running away with this game. And I feel Eli like Ricks, those throw, guys can't throw, cover. Yeah, throw Eli Ricks in there too. Yeah. Throw throw if he if somehow, you know, you see number thirty nine out there running around covering somebody, that's a green light to me to go throw the ball at him. You know, there's take your pick. All these, you know, they allow separation. They don't tackle well. You know, watch them go out and play like all pros this week against the Cowboys. But, you know, yeah, it, it's just, you know, Bradbury, he's struggling. He's getting, Bradbury's giving up five touchdowns, you know. And, Slay has not uh, been much better. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, and, so, and you saw it. Dak Prescott was able to take advantage of a lot yeah. in Philadelphia. And, and that's on the road that's in the link this is a different football team at home they play faster they play more confident this is this is one where we'll pick our score here in a second i brian personally don't see the streak of 40 points ending this week at home i I think they do it again this week you know and and i said i'm sorry i said that bradbury gave a fight he's given up seven touchdowns bradbury has you were trying to do him a solid i get it. i was trying but yeah i mean i go back (laughs) and look at my notes yeah i mean he's given up seven touchdowns See, that's that's what I'm saying. The way that Dak, this game, Bobby, and we're going to talk about it if you, when we flip this thing over, this game for the Cowboys is really going to come down on offense how well, how well Terrence Steele plays at right tackle. That's where yeah. I think it's going to hinge. Now, do you, you know, do you help him? You know, we, we grade these offensive linemen. We watch the plays. They play 70 plays. If they have three bad plays, they've had a really good day. If they've had six bad plays, they've had probably a really bad day, you know? And they don't need Terrence Steele to have a bad day. He had right. a bad day. He had a bad day last time these two teams played. You know, they you can't you can't put you know, you can't put Reddick and Graham and Sweat. And by the way, did you notice that uh, Hassan Reddick played a little right end in that game against San mm-hmm. Francisco. And yep. I don't, and I wonder, I wonder. I, I also, I also noticed him getting super aggressive and getting fooled by misdirection on a couple yeah. different points. Oh no, that's his gig. That's mm-hmm. his gig. But you know, the, in this 49ers were having some success running the ball in the perimeter to their left, which would be the Philadelphia right. And they put Reddick over there on the right side. I just wonder if they're, if they're going into this game thinking that they're going to get a lot of double team from Reddick. Because if you if you're Reddick and you're rushing Trent Green or excuse me Trent Williams said Trent Green yeah Trent not Trent Williams Green over there you know you know that's 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 not good yeah that's not good you know you're gonna yeah. give up you're gonna give up you know that's that's a, that's a loss that's a loss for you you're not getting anything out of that you know you should be rushing on the other side you know working working against that crew but. I, I I I bet you the Eagles feel like in this game they are going to get something different blocking scheme wise to to help steal. And I'm not saying it's double team every single time or chip every single time, but I 
I would be, if I'm the Eagles, I would prepare for him to either be spaced wider or chipped or in line blocked and spaced. You know, I, I just don't see them letting steal one-on-one the whole entire game against this guy. I would be surprised. I really would be surprised. This is a, this is a per- what happened last time. This is a, uh, a pretty lopsided matchup, I feel like, in terms of just the way Dallas is passing the ball, the way that Philly's defending the pass right now. Yeah. I will say this, Brian, uh, and, and we're going to flip over to the offensive side of the ball here in just a second, but you really need Seattle. If you win this game, you really need Seattle to do you a favor and beat the Eagles at you know in Seattle next week. Uh, man, after seeing what Seattle did to Dallas as secondary and seeing yeah. how Philly is covered, I think Seattle can give Philly some problems next week too. Well, I tell you what, if you start to talk about the wide receivers and which crew of the two have had the better, Seattle's three wide receivers are better than right, right now what – oh, I mean, Seattle's got three and Philadelphia, I think, has two, you know? I mean, yeah. I worry a lot about Smith – I, I I mean I know people talk about Brown, but man I, I worry a lot about Smith. That that they, ha- they handled AJ Brown pretty well in the last game. Yeah, Devontae Smith man, scored I, a really impressive yeah, touchdown. I, that I game. just I know I know we get into this. I I'm, I'm worried. No, Devon, Devontae Smith is tougher too. Yeah. In terms of like 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 tougher to get down than he looks for his size. Yeah. He he fights. He yeah. he's he's pound for pound pretty tough. Let's switch over to that side of the ball. Let's take a look at the Eagles side of the offense before we do. Uh, this is where I remind you guys that you are listening to the Love the Star podcast. The Love the Stars an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 